This is the In Motion Ever Marvelous Malicious Events Podcast. I'm Melanie. Now let's get to it. you from my car this is live if you're listening to this imagine me driving in my car safely and my eyes on the road because all I do is just hold my phone now listen I'd like to share a piece of a song (laughs) that's been on repeat in my car I I kid you not this is the truth and it goes a little something like this money 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 must be funny in a rich man's world all the things I could do if I had a little money. <laughs> Here is why this has been stuck in, in my head. I don't know why. I've never been into Mamma Mia. Actually, the first time and only time I've watched the Mamma Mia movie with Meryl Streep and Amanda Seyfried or however you say her name. Anyway, the only time I saw that was in high school. And I remember I was invited over to this girl's house who we were all mutual friends. Like I knew, I think I knew everyone there. I just felt, I think I liked the boy that invited me, but we were not on good terms anymore. Or there was, there was some kind of like awkward tension. And I went there and I felt so uncomfortable, so out of place. And that is very not, not normal for me. So I know that something emotionally with a boy had to be going on. So I went to her house <laughs> and we watched Mamma Mia and I don't remember much of it, but I've never been a big fan just because that, that experience was not the funnest to where I was like, Oh, I love this movie. I have such a good experience with watching it. Cause it's not true. <laughs> However, um, you know, if you're familiar with the world right now, TikTok is a thing. And on TikTok, there's a little clip of a song that goes something like lay your love on me and people go in the ocean and they're dancing in the ocean so because of TikTok I have now gotten on this mama mia train almost to a point where I've decided that I am going to throw a girls night out sometime and we were going to watch mama mia and we're going to make a video of us redoing one of the dance ensembles and choreography <laughs> And then obviously I'm going to sing because as you just heard at the beginning of this episode, I rock. So let me just tell you this, uh, something about, (laughs) something about the money, money, money song gets me thinking about what's going on right now being tomorrow is September 1st. And when you think about September or if you go to any store, they are pumping out the fall right after 4th of July. Actually, we were already starting to see fall decorations and some Halloween and everything. So here's something that I do. And if, if you are anything like me, you admire a lot of people who decorate their home, maybe have a dresser that they always like switch out. My aunt, my aunt, I've always remembered this and I want this in my house when I'm older. She has this dresser that she has all these cute little things that can go on it, little like teacups and cloth napkins and little frames and candies. And they, she changes them out for each holiday. And I think it's the cutest thing ever. It's just a little pop of fun of the season. And if you think about, oh, hey, I really like that too. I'm going to get it all this year. If you have the money rolling in, kudos to you. Most people don't feel, I guess you might say they have shoppers guilt if they were to buy everything like that at once because you don't always find good deals, especially if you buy fall decorations in the fall season, not at the very end. You're going to get them for full price. So here's something that I do. 
I hold an annual Halloween party. This year will be the third annual Halloween party. And at the very beginning, yes, I will say I invested and I bought a lot of these Halloween decorated paper plates. I bought um, different kind of vases that I knew I wanted and that I knew would, you know, they're glass vases. You could use them for so many things. But I, and I, I bought a ton of, uh, what is that called? Candy corn so that I could put it in each of the vases. And I still have that candy corn. If you think about people who at their house have decorative candy corn, I'm probably going to tell you don't eat that because it's probably old. That stuff will never decay. It always looks fancy. And the older it gets, the more I trust putting it out and that no bugs or anything will get into it because it's not even appetizing for bugs. It's like rocks. So um, there's there's all these little things that I, I bought. And what I said was, okay, from here on out, and obviously it'll depend on what what I get into as time goes on. But I told myself, I will invest, I will use $100 for the supplies of the party and like decorations. Because what I want to do is I want to gain decorations as time goes on. So as, as I, let's say five years in the future, I can throw a crazy good Halloween party. So I, last year I spent $100 and I got... Uh, and I kept the receipts too. I, I held myself accountable. If you don't know, Chris is an accountability coach. So I've learned lots about how important that is. So I have, let me see. I have a runner that is like spider webs. I have these chargers that are spider webs or no, they're, um, I, oh, here's what I did. I have spider web runner and I have these chargers that are, what is that called? If you were to get dry corn stalk <laughs> or straw, I don't know what it's called, but it's black. So I got that because that could be used for fall. That could be used even for maybe Christmas. Like it's just, it's black. So it's very um, versatile. So I, I invested a hundred dollars. Now <laughs> buckle yourselves in for this story. I am sitting down with Sarah and we are actually putting together a huge proposal for um, themed events for a corn maze that's down south because you know those corn mazes that are open all month long and then there's certain activities and parties going on different days so we're planning that and <laughs> I, I I'm telling Sarah like oh my gosh last year I can't tell you how many times I walked into the Halloween store and I went into this section of bones like of skeletons and I, I cannot tell you, I walked through Spirit or Halloween store or whatever that's called so many times just awing and going, is today the day I'm going to buy those? No, no, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe the price go down. And I, I, <laughs> I was like torturing myself and, and kind of like having a carrot in front of me on the end of a stick that I couldn't just reach kind of like a donkey. It was, it was torture. So this year, Sarah and I were sitting down and I told her, Sarah, I cannot tell you how bad I want a Mr. Bones. That is going to be my investment. And so after price checking online, which is Amazon, orientaltrading.com, a lot of different places, Halloween stores, whatever, I went into the Halloween store and for the cheapest price I could find everywhere, there is one that is a little bit taller than me standing up or laying down as long as I'm straight. And it is for $50. <laughs> so I'm very excited, obviously. And I come home and here's what Chris said to me. I said, babe, I'm so excited and I, I kind of gave him a little revamp of the whole story leading up to how excited I am and last year I really wanted it and I'm lusting after these bones and he goes, why don't you just use human bones? <laughs> In all seriousness, he said that and I go, <clears throat> um, 
why? Why don't I just get plastic bones? Those are going to last. And he goes, um, human bones last too. In all seriousness, he goes, <laughs> human bones last too. And the, when the, in the ground, the only thing that's there, you know, the skin and body will decay away, but the bones will still be there. And I go, <laughs> in the back of my mind thinking, why or how do you know this? <laughs> this is all very serious still. And I go, babe, I'm sure there's a human decaying process. Plus, the plastic Mr. Bones is already linked. I don't want to drill holes into human bones to link them up so that they create a skeleton. So we have this whole discussion and I've brought it up since and still he goes, he goes, I still think you should get human bones. Hold on. Who just goes anywhere and gets human bones? That's not something that's just easily found. <laughs> so it's so weird. It's so funny to me. And I don't think he knows how, how funny I think this concept is of his uh, argument. Anyway, I win that argument. I'm just going to say it. Um, so really what I want to say is when you transition, transition to the fall, get creative, but don't get too creative to where you're digging up human bones. <laughs> um, if you know a source, don't tell my husband cause he may just say, Hey honey, look what I got. I don't want that. I don't even know how to preserve bones for the next year so that every Halloween we have bones. Are they going to smell? Do I need to Febreze bones every month or every year? Because then I'll just think of Febreze smells, not fall smells, when I get the bones out for decorations. What a weirdo. I love it. Uh, this is the time to transition to the fall. This is the time to start investing. And I would, you know, it, I'm sure a lot of people know this, but right after a holiday is when the best sales happen because they go, oh, Halloween's already over. So let's mark down all of our prices just to get rid of all this year's inventory because next year's inventory will be updated, bigger, better, whatever. So, I hope that you are all ready for the fall. If you are on my Pinterest at all, you will see that I'm ready for the fall. You'll see that I am pumped for the pumpkins and it's about to go down. Thanks for listening. Just kidding. You thought that was the end of the episode? It is not. Turns out 10 minutes is not long enough for me to talk. <laughs> I am I am a talker. I even sometimes Chris will joke with me and I'll let's say we're like working side by side or we're both doing something and we're eating. I will just keep mentioning all these random facts or parts of my day that really have no significance and I don't need to share. It's not like I need help or anything. I just I just want to splat something out there just to share <laughs> if someone would be excited with me. And he goes, oh, geez, you're still talking. <laughs> but touche, my friends, Chris is also a talker in a wonderful way. He's a He's a talker. He's a walker. He's a good looker. I love it. So something else I want to add on to the fall is, is this, it's just, it's an, this is an update episode just because if you have been following, which I'm sure a lot of you have, cause I see the stats. So thank you so much for listening. Um, here's an update. Chris and I, you know, that a couple of months ago we moved, we actually are moving again. Today is moving day. So on on this journey of Sarah, is she is the best. Anytime you're like, oh crap, Sarah, I'm having a bad day. She goes, where are you? What can I do? I'm bringing it to you. And so she's very kind and she offered, her and her husband offered to for us to use their truck. So I'm driving their truck back to our house. They are such an amazing family. I feel like they are the kind of people that you want to know um, just because they genuinely care about you 
and they will, they'll stop what they're doing and offer you what they can do or just give you stuff. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've left Sarah's house with just stuff in hands, just like homegrown tomatoes, which to me, if you don't know me, that is one of my love languages is homegrown tomatoes or homegrown goods. So holla. Anyway, uh, Chris and I are moving. Um, Sarah and I, I am super excited and I know that we're talking about it on the party club in a couple of weeks, but we are putting together a proposal, like I said earlier, for the coolest corn maze. It is a corn maze down south and something, something about this is if you have a, here's a common phrase, if you have a goal or anything close to a goal and it doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. And I'll tell you what, this kind of scares me. And I don't know if Sarah knows that. We're both very excited that we're actually planning events, that we have multiple events. We both love Halloween in the fall. So it's just one big happy family of of yay. (laughs) I'm going to make a shirt that says that. One big happy family of yay. Oh, no, maybe that'll be a sign that'll be above our front door in our home. Anyway, uh, it's very exciting just to put that together. Now, to put that together, the thing about putting together a proposal is it can take time. You can, here's at least my opinion. I think that if you have a client says, Hey, here's what I want. And they're involving not just you and what you can do, but involving a lot of other businesses or vendors or sponsors or food trucks, you need to allot the time so that you can reach out to those food trucks, vendors, businesses, other professionals, because we can throw our number, that's fine. But if they go, okay, and you know, the client goes in their mind, they've never worked with an event planner before. So they'll kind of stick to whatever first price you give them. So we are allowing ourselves about a week, I'm going to say, to collect as much information as we can and let them know along the way that this may vary because we haven't heard back from them or we don't have an inquiry back. And we're keeping a spreadsheet the whole time for anyone who gets back to us saying, hey, here's our price, here's what we need. And if, like for example, we're gonna maybe rent, this sounds so weird, rent a princess. (laughs) We're going to have a princess dress up and come to a breakfast or a section of the day. But when you go online to look at their online services and their packages of what's included when a princess comes to a party a lot of them have very involving activities they go um princess sign like autographs or pictures of the princess or the princess tells a story like a story time or you can do like arts and crafts with the princess and they're the ones that bring all that so the price what i'm guessing is and i think this would make the most sense if we reach out to them and say hey we just want it to be like like a disneyland thing like a meet and greet so come to the breakfast, meet with everyone, some pictures, maybe if, if I don't know, if, if so prompted, you may sing. I don't know how that goes. I've never interacted with a princess other than at the best princess place in California. Um, so there's just some kind of negotiation that also has to happen on our end before we can give, like I said, that price to someone, our client, to say, hey, here's what we're thinking, and this may vary. And maybe we give, like, here's the highest estimate we could give you. Here's the lowest. And something else that I'm just thinking of off the top of my head is when we're getting together a proposal for someone who says, I've never worked with an event planner before. I don't even know what to expect. We want to teach them the whole entire way. Because if they have, if when they say, oh, I don't know what to expect, that could be a dangerous field. They could under-expect and then you just like go all above and beyond and that's great but they could in a sense in their minds un over what am i trying to say over expect 
they could set the bar really high in their minds and we would not even be close to delivering that because maybe they thought it would be them sitting in a lounge chair and just hanging out when really they're they're going to be more involved so teaching them along the way is something that we're doing and that's that's one part that I really enjoy because I feel like when I worked at Sleepy Ridge and I was giving a lot of tours and talking about wedding schedules talking about hey if you're getting married and having a ceremony in this town I know where that is it'll take about this long for pictures for how many people you have okay and then I know like with or without traffic what time are you coming over and people just don't think about that kind of time schedule they just go oh yeah we'll take pictures and we'll be there in 30 minutes and you go okay if you have a hundred people waiting outside of your ceremony building temple whatever it's not going to be 30 minutes I can promise you that it might take 30 minutes for you to get dressed so I enjoy that part of teaching people just because it's it's not always easy to work with an event planner and I want to make it as easy as possible to let them know along the way and communicate, hey, here's what we're doing, here's what we will do, here's what we can do, here's what we will not even touch, because <laughs> it's okay to say no. Um, anyway, I, that was kind of a tangent on some things that I feel are exciting to me right now. I guess the last thing I will say as an event update is this, and if you, I'm going to share this because I, I totally believe in the abundance mindset. Um, I have had this idea for about three, maybe five years <laughs> of a Halloween party. Not Halloween, sorry. Of an end of November party. And maybe this, you could even do this with just your family. But I'm going to throw it out there now so that it gets into your minds and you could do it with your families. Have an ugly sweater creation party. Let me say that again. Ugly sweater creation party. So here's what you'll do. You're probably very much used to having parties where people come in their ugly sweaters and you have, oh, that's funny, like you're all dressed up and here's a Christmas party, yada, yada. We've all been there, done that. However, if you want someone to have a really good ugly sweater Christmas party, you want them to have a really good ugly sweater. So here's what I have wanted to do and I want to share with the world so that maybe other people can do and we can all collaborate. But ask everyone... And the stores are very good about this, but ask everyone to get an ugly Christmas sweater online at the store, anything like that. And then at your house or wherever you're hosting this, get a ton of tinsel strands, a ton of ornaments, a ton of hot glue guns, rhinestones, pipe cleaners, boas with the feathers, anything that's kind of crafty that you might see in a preschool room. <laughs> but by this time, you know, right after Halloween, everything Christmas is out, right? So just start collecting a ton of these little crafty things, lay them all out over the table. Maybe have a couple stations of hot glue guns or um, even maybe little sewing kits or a sewing uh, machine <laughs> and then just let people go to town. The reason why I have wanted to do this for so long is years ago, I have I always call them like the most awesome cousins. I feel like on both sides of my family, I have like such a neat group of cousins. I love it. So one year they showed up and all of them and their family, they must have done this. And they showed up with, like I just explained, like an ugly Christmas sweater. And maybe it was more plain or not, but they like definitely accentuated the ugliness by putting tinsel strands around it. And and um, like putting ornaments and lights and <laughs> all these different things on their sweaters. And I go, oh, that'd be such a neat party because no one, at least me, I don't own an ugly Christmas sweater that I'm 100% proud of. 
and maybe that's you. Maybe you have ugly Christmas sweaters that you are pretty proud of, but you know, I know you know sitting right there that you can do better, that you can up it. And we're all about leveling up in the Avery home. So here, those are my updates. Those are some things just thinking about the transition from summer to fall to Christmas time, winter, I guess. This is an exciting time. Um, (laughs) Enjoy it. I know that it goes fast. I know that stores like to push us faster and faster as far as their marketing and everything goes. But this is a good time to enjoy. It's a good time to switch things up, enjoy it, really live in the moment, live in your creativity because it's a fun time. And here's the real ending to this episode. So thank you for listening.